Hello, coders. Welcome to episode 171 of the How to Code Well podcast. And as promised last week on episode 170, today we're going to be talking about contracting. And I'm going to give five reasons to be a contractor in web development. Last week we were doing this, but from a full timer's perspective. So last week I gave five reasons to be a full timer. Before we get into the contracting space, Let's talk about the changelog because there is a, a massive announcement that I want to make, and that is that we have now finally got to the staging deployment phase. We've completed that, I should say. We've completed the staging deployment phase of the howtocodewell.net platform. What does that all mean? Well, it means that we have now a staging site that gets automatically deployed based on a series of, of uh, GitLab uh, pipelines. And it's running on Kubernetes, it's running on Symfony, it's running on PHP 8, and all the other good stuff that we've been doing over the years. And this means that we are one step closer to actually getting this onto production. And I will be talking about what, what the implications of all that means and the next steps, perhaps in the next couple of, of podcasts. So there we go. Yay, we're finally there. We're, at the, we're, we're now at pre-production stage of the deployment process, which is so exciting. Can't believe it. Okay, so let's get back on to, let's get back on track. Let's talk about the five reasons to be a contractor. Okay, so number one is that you have more exposure to different ways of working. This could mean uh, that you see different approaches, different processes, and you become part of those things, or you recommend different approaches and processes based on your experiences. This also means that you're going to be working on perhaps different tech stacks. So you'll have you'll have your niche skill sets, but you're also going to be working on different areas, different tooling, different things that you weren't necessarily accustomed to beforehand. This is because not uh, no two clients are ever the same, right? So they, you may have a series of clients and they all may say that they're agile, right? But seriously, no client has ever followed an agile agile process in sort of a, a black and white way all the way through. Um, there's not a one-to-one -one between all the clients that I've ever had, right? They all do things slightly differently. They all attack the, or solve problems slightly differently. They all have different departments differently. They all have various different um, solutions and conversations and the, just the way of working is all very different, which means that you can build up your experiences and you can build up your knowledge in those fields and then recommend things uh, to the current client and improve their journey, which is brilliant. Also, going back to the tech stack stuff, you get an idea as to what it is that you're actually really skilled in your niche and then the areas that you need to improve in. So there is lots of opportunities to gain more skills and experience. And yes, I know you can do this in full time. So when you're in one company for say, I don't know, six, seven years, yes, sure, you can refine your skill sets in, in those kind of places. But to be fair, the exposure of contracting is far greater um, than full time. So the exposure to technologies, to different approaches, processes is far greater than working on a single, single for a single company, working on a single project for a long period of time. Okay, so point number two, and that was point number one, point number two is flexibility. Okay, 
So you get to work the way you want to work using the tools that you want to use. And this might seem a bit weird because, you know, surely some of this is dictated to you based on the company that you're in. Kind of, sure. But A, like I said, you you are able to recommend different approaches if you've taken on uh, more of a consultancy kind of um, contract, let's say. But also, because you're in charge, you get to do the thing that you want to do, right? And if you don't want to do it, then do something else go to another client that does the thing that you want to do. So you get to work on what you want to work on. It's not a case of, oh, I've just come into the same company and they've they've pivoted and they've changed their decisions on something and now they're doing something else because someone at the top that, that doesn't have a clue to the tech wants to do something different. And now you've got to shift all of your thinking to this thing. When you're a contractor, you are contracted to do a defined project and then once that's done that's done <laughs> okay and you get to choose if you want to take on that contract or not this is what i mean by you get to work the way you want to work and how on the tools that you want to use because if you like for example if suddenly um one of the clients said hey we've decided to do everything in .net i would just go nope <laughs> Because I don't know .NET. I don't not know .NET. But say if you were on a full-time position, maybe they'll train people up into those .NET positions. But I have no care for .NET right now. So I don't do it. Simple. Okay. Also, uh, when you're a contractor, you get to drop in and out of different projects when you, when you're, you are needed, right? So like I said, you become this resource that gets dropped in. I kind of see it like a PHP gun for hire, really. I'm I'm sort of just sort of parachuted into a project at a certain point when I'm needed. And then I do the thing and then I move on to another project. And when you get into, when you're, when you're quite experienced in this, um, and I've been lucky enough to, to experience this, um, you can have repeated clients come back to you and say, oh, you know, you know, you worked on this, say, I don't know, a year ago, we actually need your help and your expertise because we want to do something slightly differently or we want to improve the thing that you wrote last time. And, you know, we, we know that you know the code, right? You wrote part of it. So, you know, having you on would be a great benefit to us. So you get to sort of drop in and drop out when you are needed, which is fantastic. Um, also, uh, you don't have to work when you don't want to, right? I mean, as a contractor, you've got a daily rate and you get to choose when you work and when you don't work. You get to choose if you want to take a take a time off, <laughs> right? You, you don't have a set amount of days to take off per year. You get to choose when you want to take time off. If you want to take off three months, take off three months. You know, yes, try and not to do that in the middle of a contract. Sure. Try and do that between contracts for obvious reasons. Three, I mean, three months is a ridiculous time. That That is the amount of a contract, let's say. But it's up to you. This is the fle whole flexibility side of it. If you were to say to some full-time uh, position, say if you've been in there for three years and you're going, right, actually, I want to take three months off this year, that's a little tricky. That's a little trickier than saying, actually, I've just finished this contract and you know what? I want three months off before the next one. That is perfectly possible when you're a contractor. There's no harm in that. Um, I've actually done that before and that was brilliant. Uh, okay, so... 
you also have a like a work anywhere attitude because you know i i mean i've always said that you need to have a an office that is separate if you're working from home have an office separate from the house but there's no reason why i can't just take this laptop and do and go in in other places so i've i've worked on projects say out in the garden when it's nice and sunny i've worked on projects commuting to the client or you know in a hotel or somewhere you know it doesn't have to be here and you you end up with that that um attitude see i've been a remote worker for ages for years and years and years before it was even cool after covid that's how long i've been working as a remote worker for and it's perfectly it's perfectly doable <laughs> it's perfectly doable as long as you do the work that has been set out to for you to do right that is within the remit that you've agreed Okay, so I've totally lost where I am uh, in this. We're still on flexibility. Uh, oh, yes, we've just done the work from anywhere attitude. Uh, okay, so you can have as much or as little holiday as you want. So I've kind of already mentioned that. So let's move on to point three then. And that is you are in charge of your own progression. So this means that you can uh, develop the skills that you want to develop. It's not a case of I need to develop the skills that are required by this company that I've been in for five five years, right? And so they've kind of groomed me or 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 tailored me into this specific kind of developer doing this specific kind of task, right? That is good for the company. It might not be good for you as a developer. So I get to choose the training that I go on based on what I want to learn. Okay, so the training packages that I use are the packages that I've decided, not the company that I'm working for has decided. Okay, there, there are obviously huge downsides to all of these things, right? We're only doing this at the minute to dress up contracting. I'm pretty sure down the road, I'll do you know five reasons not to be a contractor, I would imagine. And one of them would be training programs are expensive. And if you, <laughs> and if you are a full-time developer, then they normally get paid for you. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're still on point number three. So take uh, have meetings that matter to you rather than to the company. So this is, uh, you are in charge of your progression. So have meetings that matter to you rather than to the company. So as a contractor, you are brought in as a resource to do a thing in a project. And so all of your meetings will be about that one thing. There isn't any meetings that I've been to for years where it's kind of like this uh, all hands meeting, talking about some financial review, about some the big company and how they're getting on with but that doesn't bother me. that doesn't there's no concern to me right i'm just working on the project on my own little in my own little sort of area special speciality right i don't need to worry about how the company as a whole is getting on uh, and, and doing so all of those kind of things um i miss out on because i only work on specific things that are tailored or defined in my contract. So there we go. Okay, let's talk about number four. Uh, I don't know why I started stuttering there. Point number four, which is um, something that uh, is is quite a big thing, I suppose. Um, and this is the, like, whilst money isn't everything, contractors are often paid more than, uh, than normal full-time devs. So the point number four is money. Um, this can lead to certain taxable benefits. I'm obviously not going to talk about those things now because, or ever, because I'm not, 
you know, this is t in no way, shape or form anything to do with financial advice. But there, there, there are certain taxable benefits uh, when you're working for, for yourself. Um, and it also helps, say, funding hardware and software and other business requirements that you may have. You know, um, I have some really awesome equipment in this office because that's what I use. So if you are someone who is into hardware and software and all of that stuff, then it kind of makes sense that your business is also into that kind of stuff too. Um, so that kind of helps out. So the last point kind of wraps everything up and that is uh, being your own boss. So being your own boss, in my opinion, and, and I suppose this is different to other people and how they approach things, but um, it gives me a better work-life balance um, because I am in total control over various things that I, I never had control over when I was in full-time development, full-time employment. So for example, I've got total control over what projects I want to work on. If, a, if, um, if for some reason in a project, things don't go the way I, I, I expect them to go, or perhaps, you know, I don't get on with the client or something happens, then I can always just, you know, walk away from it you know, the contract can be broken on both sides. So by the client and by you. So, you know, you just end the contract. Um, so you, there, there, there's, there's less room for sort of like, oh, you know, I'll just stick it out for another three months. You know, it's like, if there's something else that's available, then you are in total control to, to do that. Obviously, like I said, it's a flip on the flip side, they can get rid of you as well. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, um, also you can, um, you have total control, control over how much you pay yourself, right? So it's not dictated by, um, a pay review. It's not dictated by the company's, you know, salary and their benefits and all of that stuff. And especially if the benefits that they're offering you aren't actually anything that you're interested in, right? Um, they're just the blanket benefit scheme that they've given all of their employees. When you work for yourself, you can t tailor those things. Those things are the, those things that you can, you can def decide for yourself. Um, and you know, if, if for example, you want to pay off a, a loan, then you pay yourself less and you do more saving and stuff, you know, all of that stuff. And it's all flexible. You know, you can one, one year you can say, actually, I'm going to pay myself a little less this time. I maybe pay myself more in dividends maybe than last year or, or what have you. Again, this is not financial advice at all, but you end up in the control room there. You are in the main hot seat. You control those things. Um, also number four or oh, point four of point five <laughs> is, is that you have total control over when you want to go on holiday. And I, I've made this point, uh, before. And so this is like, um, uh, you don't have a set amount of days that you need to go on holiday. Uh, in fact, I've done lots of contracts where I don't actually go on holiday. My holidays usually tend to be uh, between contracts, because that's kind of a great time for me to decompress and reformat my brain um, <laughs> to to get ready for the next contract. And as I mentioned, I've taken three months off before. I've taken six weeks off. I've taken lots of time off, you know, before because I wanted to and because I can. Um, okay, so uh, you also have total control of what you want to learn. Okay, so going back to that .NET thing, uh, I only mentioned that because I noticed that there is a lot of .NET jobs out there. 
<laughs> that I'm like, oh, no, I don't, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that. But if say I was, and if say I wanted to um, chase that carrot of that of dot dot net because they are quietly highly paid stuff, then that is my destiny. That that is something that I control. I control my destiny, and it's not something that um, the 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 full time thing work it would would um, say. Oh no, you can't do that because you know we're a PHP shop. So obviously I would have to learn these things out of hours, right? I couldn't just use the contract, um, the clients that I that I have to then do the time to learn the thing um, whilst I'm working because whilst you're working, you need to be working. But what I could do, for instance, is I could say, well, actually, I quite fancy being a .NET developer. So what I'll do is I'll take a pay cut and I'll go for a junior .NET developer role and start learning that way, right? And start learning... Um, you know, in that direction. Um, and also lastly, number six, which is incredibly important is take control over, uh, who you work for, right? So, you, so you have the choice as to whether you're going to take this contract or not. Um, you know, obviously if it's offered to you, but, um, when you, when you, when you do take on contracts, when you're in that position of interviewing and all of that stuff, you usually have, or I try and usually have a number of contracts and I call them different plans, plan A, plan B, plan C, and all that stuff. Uh, and some have different benefits than others. Um, some are would be more challenging than, than others. When I say benefits, I mean the responsibilities or, or the or the, technol uh, the the differences in projects. So some might be more legacy than others. Some might be greenfield, some might be brownfield. You've got to weigh all of these things up, different plans. But it's up to you to choose which one you want to 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 dismiss and which ones that you want to work on. Um, for example, I worked at a place once where it was a four day week, and the agent that I was speaking to was like, "Yeah, this is a great role, but um, it's a four day week, which means that you're going to be paid less." And I was like, "No, actually, that's actually quite a good thing. I don't mind working on a Friday. That sounds great to me." Um, <laughs> So you are in complete and utter control. You are your own boss. And that's essentially it, really. So, yeah, that is the five reasons to be a contractor in the rosy tinted glasses of, you know, an ideal world. But it's never an ideal world. And for probably each one of those points, there is a negative that I've glossed over or I've just not mentioned at all. We'll probably talk about those um, in the future because, yes, it's not all perfect. It certainly isn't. Uh, contracting is incredibly difficult and incredibly challenging and can be at times quite stressful. So anyway, thank you for watching or listening. Happy coding, everybody. And I'll see you again on the next one next week. Cheers. Bye.